Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I'm only happy when it's brains. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. I'm rolling hard on Death Obsessed Magician. <laughs> It'll pass. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, uh, it's another week here on the iZombie podcast, and we have a guest coming up soon. Uh, but. Uh, I first wanted to give a shout out and big thanks to Raul Coley, um, who gave us a shout out on Twitter. Did you did you see this? Yeah. Yes. He said uh, the eye zombie just out of the blue. Well, yeah, I mean, I I I always kind of like at him if I'm talking about him. So I did have a tweet about him being excited, probably because uh, eye zombie is premiering on April fourth. And Rogue One will be on Blu-ray the same day. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, okay. he tweeted out the iZombie podcast is easily one of my favorite accounts on Twitter. They've supported us from day one, and their podcast is great. Follow them. So, as a result, um, two hundred new followers joined. All right, <laughs> joined our Twitter. And uh, so I'm just I'm thinking we have some new listeners. So I'm sorry to some of the folks that have been listening for a while, but I just wanted to kind of introduce any of these new people um thank you for listening uh we're a fan podcast first off we're not like an official podcast uh we're definitely not professionals we don't get paid for this i'm an it guy from vermont steph is a respiratory therapist that that's not a nurse by the way and she's from alabama correct we have kids yes we have pets um, you'll sometimes yes. hear them. Some, yeah, some you will hear. Mm-hmm. I ramble a lot and I over prepare. Uh, Steph is laid back and can't say the word oil correctly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I under prepare. Yes. Uh, and uh, Steph is one of my besties and she got an award for uh, putting up with me. Uh, um, so we've been podcasting about iZombie since I looked it up uh, September of 2014. Um, the pilot. If you remember, it didn't even air till March of 2015. So uh, during that time, we did some lead-up discussions about the early buzz and talked about the comic book. And uh, and that's that's the comic book that was written by Chris Robertson and uh, uh, illustrated by Mike Allred. So uh, if you're new, just check out the earlier episodes. We've covered each episode individually and gotten into some deep deeper discussions about them. We also have a bunch of interviews with iZombie cast and crew. If you click on the button interviews on our website, iZombiePodcast.com, you'll see them all there. Our first was with Raul Coley, um, but we've also had on, we've had Robert Buckley, Diane Ruggiero Wright, Dan Etheridge, Leanne Lapp, and many, many, many more. I think my favorite one, of course, uh, which uh, it was like a year ago the other day, was when I got to talk to Rob Thomas for like an hour. Um, so if you listen to any of our earlier stuff and you want to just, you know, be picky about it, um, check out the interviews. Um, and we've never actually gotten Rose McIver on the podcast and that's kind of like our number one podcast goal. (laughs) Eventually get to talk to Rose. Um, so what we're doing now is a rewatch to kind of get us ready for season three since it's been almost a year since the season two finale. 
Um, these aren't very deep conversations, and we cover multiple episodes, just basically going over what we caught the second time around. And at the end, we have a fun little trivia quiz where I make Steph do uh, battle with our guest. Um, so uh, that's what we're up to, and thanks for thanks for listening. And uh, I guess we'll get started. I'm going to introduce our guest, uh, a, f- a friend of ours, and his name is Will. Welcome to the show, Will. Hey. hey. <laughs> I'm the difference between a turkey burger and a hamburger. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and, Will, I just wanted to mention that you are the host of one of your many podcasts, uh, Spartacast, uh, which I just guested on for your season oh. finale. It was a lot of fun. Yes, our most recent episode. It was nice having you on there. Still got to get you on my Sensate podcast when the new season comes up in May. Well, you coordinate with all these international people, so I would, I'd assume that you can coordinate with a Vermonter once in a while. <laughs> I know, the silly American. <laughs> you know, I know it's been hard waiting for iZombie season three, but how long have we been waiting for Sensate season two? Like. Uh... I think it was June 2015 when season one came out. Really? Oh, wow. That has been long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, welcome back to the show. Of course, we just got done talking about Raul Coley, but uh, one of the first time your first guest appearance on the show was just just happened to be at the same time that Raul guested. So, uh, sorry, I, I can't provide anything like that this week. It's just me and Steph. Uh, oh, well, I'm gone. Sorry. I'm out of here. <laughs> You're too good for this. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I have one piece. Well, actually, two pieces of iZombie news. Uh, the first we kind of announced already last week, which is that uh, Robert Buckley is on uh, Powerless, which is airing the night we're recording this. So perhaps um, if you haven't already seen it, you know, it'll probably be available on, you know, all your streaming platforms. Um, and, uh, Hopefully it'll be a good episode. I wasn't exactly. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, but it is. I still have. I'm okay. sorry. I was going to say I still have your Robert Buckley episode saved on my phone. I'm saving it for a special occasion. <laughs> uh, Get a glass of wine. Glass of wine. And <laughs> listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a good one. Uh, Steph actually <laughs> hung out for that interview. <laughs> so I'm did I? Did I? Was I even there? I think I was just listening. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Me- um, and of course, that show is run by, or at least I think they're head writers, uh, Patrick Schumacher and uh, Justin Halpern, who are the writers of uh, this week's episode, Abra Cadaver. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool connection. Um, the other piece of news I have is from DC All Access, and it's actually, actually, uh, Steph got the scoop on this one, um, but, uh, I'll, I'll just tell you, it's a, DC All Access is a, uh, YouTube channel, and I guess they talk about all sorts of DC-related stuff, and the latest episode has an interview with, uh, Raul Coley, catching up where we left Ravi at the end of season two, and then they had this announcement that he's joining the team, um, so it, here's the official word ahead of the upcoming release of anticipated video game sequel Injustice 2, longtime gamer Coley will cover the gaming front, sitting down for interviews and debuting exclusive previews of upcoming DC games. So yeah, he's got a he's got a 
maybe not a new job. Maybe well, it's a new job, but it's, it's probably a second job, right? He's not like a he's he's yeah. Not and that's great. I'm good for him that he got a job doing something that he loves. It's just right up his alley. I can't wait to see uh, Ralph Coley in like an interviewer uh, format, you know, or just to see him playing games. I don't really play video games. I would if I could, if I had time. <laughs> Yeah, I see him pop up on my friend's list every once in a while on Xbox or PlayStation. I need to try to play with him. I wonder if he would accept my uh, request. Robert Buckley actually tweeted after this announcement, I swear to God, if this this interferes in any way with your diva behavior on iZombie, I'm going to lose my shit, which Raul actually replied to him, get out of my life. So... Uh, with that, let's get into the episodes we're discussing. Let's start with uh, previously mentioned Abracadaver. Um, so, uh, Abracadaver. This one was so much fun. Yeah. Like, I immediately remembered that, you know, that we saw when the murder happened. You know, when the uh, uh, the the housekeeping lady discovered the body i was like oh yeah she's the one that did right it. right yeah and it, it took me i was like how did it how, how did she do it and then when i saw smoke and mirrors i was like oh yeah that's right yeah i remember smoke and mirrors i didn't remember the the twist like the housekeeping lady being the one who did it but i did smoke and mirrors did stand out on my mind kind of a kind of a weird way to for Liv to really focus on especially if her if the brain she's on is death obsessed magician, why is it that she suddenly can focus in on handwriting and have that have that be something that gives away the killer? I thought that was kind of a leap there, where she sees the housekeepers writing on the whiteboard. Oh, I, th- I just think it was just a you know kind of c- a convenient thing that she's just yeah. she just saw mirrors write on the whiteboard and right. then she saw the handwriting. Mm-hmm. Eh. I bet. Yeah. I just like that the mystery was so difficult to, you know, to to break, mm-hmm. to figure out. Uh, yeah, and we couldn't just solve this mystery right away. We had to indulge into the magic world, you know, learn all about the wand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, meet all these quirky characters. And, you know, also just see how aw- – how amazed at everything Robbie is and how disgusted at everything Clive is. <laughs> it kind of reminded me, the magic convention kind of reminded me of going to, you know, the the geek conventions around here where you have the stars who aren't as famous as they used to be. Yeah. <laughs> and what I always think is, like, the housekeeping people or the people that, that work on the staff at the hotel – what do they think about us? <laughs> you know, <laughs> convention goers. Yeah. Are they like? Are they entertained by us? Do they think we're pathetic? <laughs> are they, or do they? Are they just like? Ah, we see so many conventions. We don't think anything about it. Uh, yeah, and uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, I love how Clive. Like speaking of the convention, like Clive is, you know, checking out the what is it? The three card Monty game. And, you know, for once he's actually having a little bit of fun with this magic stuff. But I think the fun is the fact that he's one step ahead of this one, you know. He's like, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn, you know. And then, like, minutes later after talking to Magnus, he realizes that that kid stole his watch. 
Yeah. And I like that how we're reminded that Clive is not from Seattle. Right. You know, he's from out of town. And then that carries over into the next episode. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, it is brought up a lot because, you know, like the Knicks Cup. He's a Knicks yeah, fan. Yeah, that's true. Um, Ravi and Steph. Can we talk about Ravi about and Steph? To. Now, folks, if you okay. listen to our, oh. our episode where we properly review Abracadabra, we actually had uh, the actress Deb Towerdon who plays Steph. And uh, we were very much in her, her corner a- in this whole relationship. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Why is like Robbie is just suddenly turned off, and he is pretending that it's that she's coming on too strong and that he wants some distance. Mm-hmm. But don't you know? Don't you think that it's because Peyton's in the picture and he's yeah she's reminded of her shorts in, her, in, in the kitchen and yeah 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 uh, yeah he's he's. Every time there's some sort of future plans being made, he's he gets bothered by it. Yeah, this was just <sighs> this just was not cool inviting Peyton to come live there with them. Yeah, but he wasn't a part of that. It just kind of messed things up for him mentally. I think. Yeah. yeah. Do you think about the Guy Fawkes celebration? <laughs> <laughs> it was too late. <laughs> that was an amazing. I mean, I don't know. If if I saw that, I don't know. I might just be charmed by it, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know, Brits might be turned off by it. You know, if I went to, if I was living in uh, England and I got walked into into a place and it was like dressed up like a fifties diner and it was like, look, hamburgers, you know, pizza, <laughs> baseball, <laughs> please like us, yeah. please. <laughs> I, I might be I might be charmed by it, you know, but I guess Ravi is like already trying to get out of it. So I had to look up um I remember when I first watched the episode I had to look her up and then I couldn't remember who she was, so I had to look her up again. Um I call her not Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> <laughs> oh the actress? Uh Deb Soward. Yeah. Deb Soward. Yeah. Uh, she was on Wilfred, I think. Oh, oh, you're talking about uh, Houdina. Oh, oh, Houdina. Yeah, oh, yeah, Houdina. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look it up. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I did name, last she's time. got a. She's got a funny last name. Hold on. Is it Polly Cripplegate? <laughs> Fiona Goobleman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, yes. She's cute. Uh, let's see what else. I, I, it. Just to kind of finish off the conversation about stuff, it's just I just felt so bad for her. The morning after, dude, come on. I mean, I mean yeah, that's tacky. You kind of can feel for him all the way up to that point. You're like, oh wait, he really seriously slept with her one more time. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, uh, you know, I guess they didn't really come out and say that they slept together, but you just I think you're meant to assume it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. What else? We have uh, stakeout with uh, Liv and Blaine staking out the new couple, uh, Bazanel. Yeah, yeah. She goes. She got. Uh, she goes on about you know being overly dramatic, and Blaine's like, "Okay, I'm bored. Shut up." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This is another one of those things. I, every time they're they're paired up at all, I always think like, oh man, how many weeks ago? Like how many months ago did she? 
you know, he, did he murder Lowell? And she brings it up, like, yeah, you're, you killed a bunch of runaways, you know? But still, it's... Yeah. But he appeals to the whole, like, well, you know, if they bust me, then nobody will have be, be supplying the brains, and you'll be stuck with a bunch of Romeros running the streets. <sighs> and, uh, I don't know. I, I found uh, the scene of them in um, Basio's house fun. The How they get the evidence. Uh, she has the evidence about the the cooler bags, the yellow cooler bags. And he's like, oh, man, you know, I'm such a slave to aesthetic, you know. But, of course, <laughs> that one thing, it's like kind of makes it all, makes them all connected. And uh, Liv chastises him for killing Ellen York. And he's like, no one cares who the fourth person to do anything <laughs> Mm-hmm. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the nice little detail where Blaine sees the picture of Minor, but Liv doesn't. Oh yeah. And uh, oh yeah, the Liv trying to do this. She's trying to do like a a sweet presentation throughout these episodes of you know some sort of fun. Uh, I don't know the showmanship, you know, of like and and in this case, it's how to get into an envelope without it seeming like. And then Blaine just like knifes it open. Rip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Peyton and Blaine. Peyton and Blaine. Yeah. He's singing. Uh, he gives her. Her thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and also, you know, um, in the last episode, Peyton met Mr. Moss, so she's like really on edge. So Robbie keeps like scaring her. And then at the end, yeah. she's, it seems like she doesn't want to be alone. So she suggests to Robbie, like, hey, you know, let's hang out. Let's watch that movie we were, we were always meant to watch. And Robbie takes it as the wrong signal, like that movie, you know, that one was supposed to be their romantic getaway. So. Completely misreads her. Uh, um, oh, I have written down Clive's chest. Clive's chest makes an appearance in this episode. Yes. <laughs> Big fan. Thumbs up. Uh, and, yeah. Oh, uh, Major, of course, starting to lose touch with Liv. Um, you know, at the beginning of the episode, he's... Insisting that, ah, you know, I can deal with old Brittany and new Brittany. I, you know, I'm fine with anything you throw at me. And then he's asking the, like, Peyton and and um, Ravi, like, how bad did these brains get? And then towards the end, he just kind of, like, walks by, meditating live. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was wondering, is it because he's over her? You know, he's over these these stupid brains or was he just didn't want to deal with her and um, with her getting too close to knowing what he was up to. Yeah. He, Oh yeah. There's that whole scene where he's like, um, she's worried about the zombie killer and uh, yeah, he knows that she knows that he's up to something. He knows that she knows about what he's up to, but he doesn't want her to connect it to him so i didn't yeah. know if that's what he was avoiding her for or if he was like this brain is stupid i'm so over it i'm going to bed yeah. i don't know yeah i figured i thought he was just going to bed because he didn't want to deal with her in that her brain on that brain so is she doing the ouija board or something i wonder if she was trying to contact <laughs> maybe maybe the guy whose brain she has uh 
And oh, and I liked how yeah last these last we we really lucked out in the placement of these episodes because last week we got to talk about how this uh, gambler kind of connects the two episodes uh, last week and this week it's uh, it's this girl Regina Regina. So, uh, oh, she had the, she left the package outside. Yeah, that said occupant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't know was it for Clive? Was it for? Del Bazio, did it have to? Was it FBI business? Well, was it about the BQ? Was yeah, what was it about? So, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about, Abra Cadaver, I'll get into the next episode. I did mind to mention the word Babine. Babine. <laughs> 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 um, I just think that was this was a clever mystery, and it was yes, fun. Good episode. episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's but bad. not as good as this next episode. Yeah, you really liked what, the rewatch really? of the Hurt Stalker, huh? Yeah. Mm. You tell. Get us started. Just the, how we get to know more about Clive and how this is all such a shock that he cooks <laughs> Cajun cuisine and. And he hates George. George <laughs> yeah, he hates George R. R. Martin like <laughs> most of us do. What's George R. R. Martin doing right now? <laughs> Not writing. It's great. <laughs> um, and what else? What was the other thing that? Uh, oh, he plays the piano. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Uh, gosh, Ravi is hilarious in this episode because of the stuff being revealed about Clive. He's at first he's asking Liv like, "Man, if you eat this brain, will you know what Clive's O face looks like?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she already knows what Vaughn's is. Vaughn's looks like so. Uh, oh man! Um, and then the whole you know he's like quoting Game of Thrones stuff at him. Like I think he was speaking Dothraki when they were at Clive's desk. And he said he mentioned something about Rob Stark. Yeah. yeah. And then he uh, did Clive bring them hoagies or something and. And Robbie said, I'm neither overwhelmed or underwhelmed. I'm just kind of whelmed. Poe boys. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a funny little thing we find out that they've assumed all this time that Clive, every once in a while, brings them something from a restaurant that only he knows about. It's really, he cares about them and he makes them sandwiches and, and wraps it up as if it's like from some sort of place. From a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, that was really like, cute. Uh, grandma's, grandma's, yeah. Those was spicy or extra hot. <laughs> yeah, back to the game with those. I do love the way that Clyde said, not writing. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. Um, the, the case, what did you think about the actual case? I got kind of lost in it, really. Oh, it was great because we had all these different people who knew about this the stalker mm-hmm. that she was just dating all these police officers and yeah. yep um but- I, do, I don't know like i don't know if i want to say i like live on stalker brain but it was interesting just to see <laughs> how she played that how yeah yeah it was great seeing her you know Try to fight with that brain because she knew that every single time she blurted something out, like, What's in the safe? Just tell me, you know. 
it's not good. For who's her. Rita? Yeah. yeah, who's Rita? And in the mean, meanwhile, uh, Rita is uh, uh, bothered by the whole relationship that Liv's having with Major. And because uh, I, you know, I really think she has something for for Major. Um, yeah. And so she is the first person to start putting insecurity in Liv's mind at the beginning of the episode. So, but yeah, it's it's like you think it's a part of the part of you know the the con or whatever the game that she's playing with Liv. But as it carries over to the scene with Vaughn, you can tell that you know she's actually bothered by this. It might not just be because this, you know, what if they talk to each other and tell each other that, uh, well, what if Major admits that he's working for Max Rager? So, so uh, we see in the laboratory. It looks like using a blood sample. It it's uh, it looks like Super Max that they inject into the Romero amps the zombie up. And then it's the same episode where um, Vaughn takes a drink of Supermax and all of a sudden he is like lifting, you know, hundreds of pounds and really getting freaked out, you know. And uh, of course, I always. Yeah, because he's working out. He's working out with Major yeah. and he's done all he can do. And then he drinks the Supermax and then he's able to like go crazy. And then he's like super aggressive towards somebody that's in the uh, gym with yeah, him. The other weightlifters. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I hate those guys. <laughs> oh yeah. What, what surprises Ridiculous. me though is I remember when I first saw the scene back when we were watching season two for the first time. I was like, oh okay, so Vaughn is gonna be the big bad. He's gonna like turn into like the Hulk at the end of the season. You know, I wonder if they were planning on that and then decided to nix it because I don't think they. No, I just think that it that happens with any of this. Yeah, I just think that it was just showing the Supermax how it uh, – that that's what Vaughn has been trying to do was have a – develop an energy drink that really gives you a lot of energy. And he yeah. was seeing dollar signs. But does it like – I mean did, does it play into anything? Like like when the, the zombie breakout happens, is it's not because like – they were all injected with Supermax that they go crazy, or at least they, you know, I guess you could assume that, but it's not really outlined. I don't that I remember. I might be misremembering. I'm waiting for the emails to come in. <laughs> I don't know about all that stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think that if I feel like that part of it really didn't go anywhere to to my recollection. Uh, yeah, Ravi is hilarious in this episode. Uh, I love when he, like, you can tell behind him, he learns about this girl becoming a badge bunny. He's like, whoa, wait a second. I have a badge. (laughs) (laughs) So he's, like, flashing his badge in the next scene to the wedding planner. Uh, It's great stuff. Um... I can't remember how the line exactly went, but I think Liv said that she, uh, Regina, went in WA on the police or something like that. Uh, yes. <laughs> <Or something. laughs> and we know what that means. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what I totally forgot about going into this episode, probably because I wasn't looking at a bunch of promo photos as I was going into it, was the fact that Liv gets locked up like out of nowhere in this this, this one. Like, that's like a major turn if you're not expecting it. Like, I remember the promos the week before. It's like, oh, man, Liv's going to end up in jail for some reason. Um, But it's great because this kind of sets up the danger that Major's in at the end of the season. You realize when he gets locked up, this could be really bad. 
Yeah, because it's the it was the obsessive brain that caused her to break into that car. She didn't know whose car she was breaking into, and then they came out and she had to hop, you know, in the back and she got caught and that's why she goes to jail. So if it wasn't for that obsessive brain, she wouldn't have got locked up. And then we meet Pam. Oh, Pam. You can't charge me with weed possession twice. That's double jeopardy. That's against the law. <laughs> um, I don't think that means what you think it means. Ferguson. 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 <laughs> oh, God. How Liv almost murders her. It's <laughs> great. Uh, oh, and of course... Uh, you know, the insecurity of this whole situation, you know, and, and Major's acting Major's acting distant and he's feeling kind of alienated from Liv because of the weird brains that she's on. That's not helping their relationship. But then, you know, at the beginning of the episode, there's Rita telling her, you know, uh, I think it was something like the exes. You, you can't get over the ex. I forget what it was. But then at the end of the episode, the, the girl Uma is telling live like every man cheats they can't help themselves you know um, yeah and we get a nice little cover of everybody hurts <laughs> when uh, lives getting major to go into the safe and lucky for him he took that uh tranquilizer gun out and popped the old engagement ring in there mm. and then there's the lovely text from rita at the end to really twist the knife so. She's using his thumb, his fingerprint. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. devious. Low down. Ugh. Not cool. Intrusive. Disrespectful. Oh, I've got so many <laughs> adjectives. Well, there's like one funny part I forgot to mention. Um, she's She eats a braid and she's like, and she finds out that it's a stalker braid and she's like, oh my God, you know, and like they're realizing this as they're looking at the scrapbook with Basio and Basio's just like, why are they having this reaction? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And so after that, she's like, oh, fatal attraction brain shouldn't be a problem. And hard cut to the next scene of Liv coming out of the bathroom going and saying, who's the bitch using your shower? And she's holding coffee <laughs> shampoo. Uh, this is a good. This is a good episode. Yeah. yeah, it was very good. Very good. It just, it, and the mystery was so good because it was related to Clive, mm-hmm. and we wanted Clive to be exonerated. You know, to be cleared. Yes. Of these charges, and we knew that he wasn't guilty, but you yeah. know, and oh, oh, the best part was uh, when they're looking through the uh, the scrapbook and Clive. Uh, Liv's like, why is Clive's hand white? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think that's all I have for my notes for this episode. What about you guys? You got anything else? If not, I'll get you into trivia. (laughs) Um, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do trivia. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I'm going to probably not beat you. <laughs> oh, you guys are actually you want me to killing me because there are like three questions that were blown during the discussion by you guys. So, uh, uh, <laughs> all right. I probably won't remember. So, Guest, I'm going to give you the option. Odds or evens? Odds. Odds. Okay, you get the first question then. The killer in Abracadaver was Mears, but what was her name as the maid? 
das, uh, mm, I know, <laughs> I know, me clock, too. Looking at the clock. I uh, don't remember. Steph, do you remember? It was something Russian, something that started with an, I don't it's know. Sydney Bristow's mom. Irina. Irina. Okay. Irina. Uh, speaking of Sid, uh, Steph, number two, Sid Wicked mm. used to be a regular guy named Steve that owned all these movies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, what movies? They were like some lame movies. A couple of, uh, a couple of them. I don't know. I don't know. Will, Will do you remember? No, I don't remember. Police Academy. Police Academy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, well, number three is what magician name does Ravi think would be one that he'd use? I'm not sure if I wrote that correctly, uh, but you get it the was, joke. <laughs> Rick Bang. That's right, Rick Bang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, circle gets a square. Uh, Steph, number four. <laughs> what song is Blaine singing when Peyton comes by? Danny Boy. Danny Boy is correct. Yeah. Uh. Well, what is here it is what is written on the envelope that Regina leaves on Bazio's doorstep? Occupants. Like yeah. <laughs> First blown question. Steph number six. One of the flavors Vaughn tests on Rita is yellow. What is the other flavor? <laughs> I don't know, but yellow tasted like urine. <laughs> and the other oh my gosh. It was like I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you remember well? <laughs> no, I don't remember. Bubble gum with mint. Uh, oh yeah. All right. Well, number seven. What is the name of Ravi's shampoo? <laughs> now you're a person that uh, uses a lot of shampoo, so you should know this. Yeah. I haven't used shampoo <laughs> in like twenty years, I think. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Steph, what do you think? Oh, it was like silky satin. I don't know. Satin. <laughs> silky slut. I don't know. Simple diva. Which is a uh, shampoo I can see both Ravi and Roel buying at the store. <laughs> uh, Steph, what is the name of the bridge that Liv and Ravi visit? Lock. Lovelock. Lovelock Bridge? Right. I don't know. Lovelock's Bridge. Oh. <laughs> it's probably not the official name, but that's what they call it. All right, we're tied up two to two. Will, here's your oh chance boy. to jump ahead, which you will inevitably do. Uh, yeah, I'm calling a tie on this one already. Here's number nine for you. What is the name of NWA's biggest hit that Regina took seriously? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> And Steph, number ten. What is what's George R. R. Martin up to right now? <laughs> Not writing. <laughs> Hooray! You both win. You're tied with three. Yay! Yay. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Uh, Sad. <laughs> I'm happy for a tie. <laughs> Good, because I don't have any other questions. <laughs> Okay, so we have some feedback. Uh, Will, do you want to stick around for that? Or, sure. Okay. 
yeah, we we go through we go through it quick in, on these episodes. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to open up. Okay, here we go. All right, so our first one was from our website, um, iZombiePodcast.com, and it's from uh, Arthur, who says, "Just heard my first podcast, and it was great." Entertaining and informative. Learned things I didn't know about the show. We have a walking tour downtown Vancouver showing iZombie filming locations. People love it. Oh, I would love oh to. Go, I would. I would. You know, I would rather go to Vancouver than Los Angeles. Honestly, yeah. I'm yeah. not that far from Vancouver. I should help up there yeah, and buy us plane tickets so we can come too. Yes. <laughs> or no. Sorry. You already said yes. We would have recorded. to get passports. So edit out the no. Thanks, Will. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, Arthur, for the feedback. Uh, our next one is from Efrex, and he says, Hey, guys, I don't want to use the term filler, but I get the feeling that with these two episodes, the writers decided to take a bit of a break from the larger storylines. Yeah, that's probably my only complaint about these two episodes um, is uh, the fact that at the end of the episode last week, it's a big reveal that Angus is being stored in the cooler. Major's putting zombies into the into freezers. And it's like, oh my god, what's happening with that? And there's a bit of a tease of it, really, in the Hurt Stalker, but not... Anyway, that's that's my own commentary. Here's your fresh. <laughs> These episodes come pretty close to standing on their own, and Abracadaver is the closest thing to a traditional murder mystery episode we've seen, in that it's actually possible for an observant audience member to figure out the murderer before the heroes do. Not that I did, but at least it was possible. The one major development in these two episodes is, of course, the live major trust hurdle. I keep coming back to this relationship because I'm really impressed at how the writers don't take it for granted. Live and major may be meant for each other, but they need to work through a lot, a whole lot of painful mistakes on both sides to get there. I'm not all that big a TV watcher, but I can't think of another romantic relationship that's been handled this believably, despite the craziness of the show's setting and concept. I assume that the abrupt Ravi-Stephanie breakup was due to Ali Machaka's increased availability. It was a bit clumsy, but then again, I'd probably stay far away from anyone who would serve lager at room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a huge magic buff. I refuse to use the word wand head. But I've followed Penn and Teller's careers for the last 30 years or so. So it was fun to see them get the smoke and mirrors homage. Also, I believe Houdina's throwing cards through celery bit was a tribute to the great Ricky Jay's card and watermelon routine. Cool. We do get introduced to a few point, plot points that'll come out later on. The problem of a zombie in prison, the effectiveness of Supermax, and some progress on the Peyton... Ravi relationship front, but I have to admit that my favorite bit in Hurt Stalker was Ravi's sheer delight in finding out more about Clive's personal life, and then needing <laughs> and then needling him about it. By the way, does Malcolm Goodwin actually play piano? If so, then I demand that the writers fit a Clive Blaine duet scene uh, somewhere in this series. There's a brief reference yeah. to Major coaching the basketball team. Here's hoping we'll, we see some more of that too. Uh, finally, I'm glad the writers threw in some songs, some great songs that this old fogey recognized. I cast a spell on you. Uh, or I think it's called I Put a Spell on You. Uh, Karma Chameleon, Everybody Hurts, some pretty eclectic music cuts, but all fantastic. Take care, Efrex. Thanks, Efrex. 
yeah. I have feedback from Marissa. Awesome. All right, Marissa in DC says, Abracadabra is a favorite of mine. I love Ravi's enthusiasm about magic, Liv's magic tricks, and uh, the way the killers are revealed at the end of the episode. Very Veronica Mars-esque. The Hurt Stalker is another matter. What? Well, I enjoyed a lot of the main character moments the episode gave us, Clive and Dale being intimate. And Liv and Blaine investigating uh, zombie disappearances. Watching Liv own stalker brain was painful. And so was watching her almost go full on zombie while she was in jail, which I'd love, uh, which I'd totally forgotten about. On the plus side, (laughs) we did get Liv and Ravi investigative MEs, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's all for this week. Keep up the great podcast. Thanks, Marissa. Thanks, Marissa. Uh, and that's it. That's all our feedback. Um, and if you're new to the podcast, we love feedback and, uh, send it into iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and that's pretty much it for the podcast. Next time on the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, that's us. Uh, we're going to be covering <laughs> Cape, hey, <end> of <laughs> Cape Town and Method Head. And we're going to have our, uh, our friend Ralph on the show, who I've never podcasted with before, but I'm really excited about. So, um, Will, uh, thanks for coming on. Do you want to plug any, any of the other shows that where we can find you on the internet and all that? Um, let's see, Down Below, which is a intro cast about the 90s show Babylon 5. We're actually recording for the series finale this weekend, so but we still have some TV movies to cover after that. So that podcast will be ending soon. But wow. yeah, check that one out. Is that it? You don't want to plug anything else? That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no comment. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I definitely. If you're into Spartacus, check check out Spartacus. I gotta say, because uh, this is starting the prequel season soon. Looking forward to that. Okay, everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Wells. Thanks, Steph. And uh, uh, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombieLove. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff, Angel, with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time, so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!